Computer hacking and humanitarian work would strike most people as unrelated activities. Well, not so for the people behind a movement called Random Hacks of Kindness. Its goal is to develop open technology that can be harnessed for humanitarian good during a crisis. This past weekend, the group held software-making marathons all around the globe. Reporter Monica Campbell has more. Meet Michael Carpellis, 23, and a passionate techie here in San Francisco. Fifth grade is when I definitely was interested in programming. Started doing geeky summer programs. Last weekend, Carpellis took time off from his dot-com startup to link up with 1,000 other techies logged on in cities from Berlin to Bangalore for a 48-hour software-making sprint. Random Hacks of Kindness was started by a team from Google, Microsoft, NASA, and the World Bank. It's a growing movement of like-minded techies, self-proclaimed hackers for good, who collaborate to design crisis management programs useful during disasters, disease outbreaks, tsunamis, things like that. But there's something really special about a hackathon, because a hackathon takes it to the next level. It's an opportunity to take action. The tricky part is actually more in how you represent the language for the algorithm rather than the algorithm itself. It's not like you're doing a pre-processing stage where you're like trying to apply Levenstein's algorithm or or edit distance and then... That sounds like geek speak, but Carpellis is talking with Robert Monroe, a computational linguist at Stanford, about something pretty simple and useful. It's Monroe's project to build a new emergency response system for the Samoan Islands that delivers emergency text and phone messages to rescue teams on the ground fast. The alerts could also be plotted on a Google map to pinpoint a trapped person's whereabouts. Rescuers used similar technology after the Haiti and Japan earthquakes. Now, Monroe is further tuning the software, hacking it out, and testing it during a cyclone simulation in Samoa. We simulated the lead-up to the cyclone yesterday. Uh, It hit overnight. We had uh, a 12-hour blackout in communications, and now we're in the process of mapping and translating all the different uh, emergency reports. First of all, I love this. It's a great way for people to get connected. Um, And after something like this, like a disaster, it's pretty imperative. As Monroe and Carpellis chat, Dave Lang, who actually runs Samoa's emergency response network, is on Skype following the software test, too. He says the hackers are offering him expertise and test runs his small agency's budget could never afford. There is software that does the kind of things that we need it to do. To buy it is about 200000 US dollars for us. And the overall payoff could be huge. The end result for us is about saving lives, so the... Any way uh, that we can do that more efficiently is, is going to be good. Other projects were equally ambitious. In Portland, developers created an application to allow medical workers to track disease outbreaks in real time. In Bangalore, hackers built a job database for unskilled workers. In Montreal, developers created an app that can scan a microscopic photo of bacteria taken from water to test for drinking safety. Monroe, the programmer, says, sure, this helps others, but he gets something out of it too. So the majority of people who study computational linguistics go on to work, you know, at a search engine, for example, and they'll spend their career making a search engine 5% more accurate. 
Um, whereas, you know, in one weekend, I can apply the same technology and have a create a more robust emergency response system for an entire nation. This is something interesting I was working on a few weeks ago. And that's not a bad two days' work for the world. I'm Monica Campbell in San Francisco.